Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 582. Today we're gonna to take a look at The Captain is Dead. Now this is a new game coming out from AEG uh, just about now. And what this is, is a co-op game set on a spaceship. And let me just read the little blurb from the back of the box. It says, you're in the last 10 minutes of your favorite sci-fi TV show, but this time things have gone so badly that the captain is dead. So players will take on various different roles and be moving and teleporting around the spaceship trying to thwart off uh, an alien incursion. The aliens will be boarding the ship, they'll be blasting the ship, uh, different systems will go up and down, players will have to repair the comp systems, the teleporter, the torpedo tube, all that kind of stuff, and then make use of those stations to help them succeed and then win the game. Basically the, the object of the game is to jump away into hyperspace and, and get away uh, before they blow up the ship and all these bad things happen to you. So let's take a look at the mechanics and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay, here's everything uh, that you can see that you're going to get in the game. First thing to notice, of course, is this main board. I just want to make a quick kind of comment about it. Uh, the game has a very, very distinctive uh, look and feel to it. It's very uh, vividly colored. It has these really cool kind of plastic or almost like acetate standees. So they're clear plastic and they have sort of this embedded picture there. You can see her there. So this will match a roll card. So the players will also get a roll card. And you can see these come in different colors as well as the different colors of the different standees that match. So you have kind of like different types of rolls uh, that you want. And the rules say to kind of pick from a variety. So you don't want two yellows and, and you know maybe three blues or something, although you could play that way. Uh, these are going to give you a more variety and kind of a diverse uh, kind of approach to the game. So the thing to notice about these cards while we're talking about it is on the player's turn, they're gonna get a certain number of actions. This is the number of actions that you get here. So the soldier will get four actions. They'll have a special ability here. And there is a ranking and the players will always operate uh, in this order. And the rules even say to sit down maybe in this order. So everybody will be maybe going clockwise around the table in the right order. And then you have a hand size and you can see these little mini cards up here, which I'll show you in a minute. That's the hand of those cards as well as some uh, equipment cards that you can get. And again, the special ability. And now these icons here, you can see they're different for the different characters. These are kind of like built-in cards. So the cards are sort of just color-coded here. So you've got tactical red cards, commands, blue cards, and so on. Engineering are the orange cards. So this is effectively like you always have one of these cards. And you'll be moving around taking actions and spending these different colored cards to repair and use different stations. Uh, so these effectively have already one of those cards. And then you will have a figure, whoops, and you'll start them out here on the color space. So the yellow soldier will go on the yellow armory and they'll start in that same colored space. And then you're going to go through this alert deck. And to start the game, you're going to deal out uh, five of these and just kind of put them in effect. So for example, this one says external scanners are offline, discard all face-up alerts. All players on the bridge, which is up here in this red area, will be injured. I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, but you can override these during the game uh, by playing, in this case, three command cards. That's usually what it takes to override these. The command cards are very good for kind of overriding these as they come up. But you'll do that some of these to start the game, and so certain things are going to be offline. So, for example, if these external scanners go offline, then you're going to flip it over, and you'll have 
to uh, be able to uh, repair it, which in this case will cost an action and then two red cards. And then if it's online, you can see you're going to reveal the top two alerts will be face up so you can kind of see what's coming. And this is a very important thing while I'm talking about it is it's very, very good to see it coming because you don't know, hey, do I need to hold maybe the blue cards to counteract that or we can let that go and then deal with it later. And then as these come and get played, they're going to get discarded over to here. And so you're going to do some of those to start the game and then you're going to just start playing. And so a player on their turn will take actions. They'll get this number of actions. And on the back of all these cards, let's say you got the soldier, you can turn over the other yellow card and you've got here a little player aid. So you can see a few things that you can do. You can move up to two spaces or kill a hostile alien in your location. And certain actions will put these guys here out onto certain spots on the board. So for an action, you can just remove one from the board. And then working down here, let's see, you can carry another player one space, you can give a skill to another player at your location, or you can take a school skill or tool card from another player at your location. So that's kind of your main actions. And then if you're in a specific location, you can do actions, like I said, use the scanner, use the teleporter, and you just have to be in that room. Now, if you did notice here, uh, there were two actions here with this little heart symbol, and there's some actions on the board that have the heart symbol as well. If we take a look here at the trauma section here, you can see that's got the heart symbol. What that means is that you can use it while you're injured. Now, while you're injured, you can only do a couple of things. One is move two spaces or kill a hostile alien if they're in the same spot, or you want to try to make your way back down to here, and then you can use an action, and then you can heal and stand up. And then that will allow you to take other actions, and specifically the actions here on the board. So everybody's going to do their actions, and then after every single player's turn, we're going to reveal or play the face-up alert card and do what it says. Now, the way that you win the game is by jumping in and flying away, and I'll explain that in a minute. The other way that you're going to lose is if you start to get down here to the red deck, some of these are just going to straight up kill you, although it's theoretically possible that you can get all the way through here. If you get all the way through that, uh, then you will lose the game if you haven't jumped away by then. Although I will say that my group decided that if you do actually make it through that deck and live, you should actually win because it's impossible, which I won't argue too much with. The other thing is if you have to put uh, aliens on the board, there comes with 12 of these in the game. And if you have to put one on the board and you don't have any, uh, then you lose the game. And the final way that you lose the game is if the shield marker here goes all the way down to zero and then you take more damage, then it will be game over. Now there is ways to repair the shield. Uh, as you can see, you can go here and take two actions and spend two red cards and then you'll bump the shield up. Uh, there will be alien ships that will come out. And here you can see an example. These are just different alert cards and you can see it's a ship. And this says whenever the shields take damage, increase the damage by an additional uh, 10%. So these will live out here and you'll have to fire torpedoes and blow those up. And then maybe on a later turn, you get this card here, reduce shields by 10% and blah, blah, blah. But then it would be an additional 10% and even worse as we get you know further through the deck, it, you, the damage is gonna exponentially uh, increase there. Now to win the game, you wanna get folks here in the engineering room and you have this jump track here. So you can start off a normal or coward or hardcore or insane. I've only ever played it on normal. Uh, and you, when you go here, you spend two actions and five of these engineering cards, the orange cards, and you'll go ahead and bump that up like that. And so basically you get it all the way to here. Once you get it to engage, then you've won. You've jumped away, you've escaped the aliens. So that's how you win the game. Now it is worth noting that there are fewer of these engineering cards, so you do want to actually uh, force yourself through the skill deck. 
Uh, but that's basically the game. You just move around, do different actions. Let's take a look at a couple of the other actions here and so I can talk a little bit more specifics. So up here in the right-hand corner, you can see this is where you get access to the skill cards, and those draw a line here down to the central core, to the CPU there. And you can basically do one of two actions. Here you can just uh, draw a skill off the top, or you can draw and replenish here uh, a face-up skill, and you're always going to replenish this to three skills. But let's say uh, this gets damaged here, and we'll turn that over. So all of these will be discarded. You can no longer take that action until you take an action here to repair that in which case you'll flip it over and then you'll deal out three more. Now it is possible to just fully, uh, you know, in this case, actually, this is just when it goes offline, then it gets fully damaged and you get to actually rebuild it. It's gonna cost you a whole lot more stuff. And I'll just say uh, these two spots here, you wanna keep repaired because again, you need the skill cards to actually do the repairs. And if you don't have access to them, then it's a problem. And so similar here, uh, this type of thing here, it's gonna be very, very hard to uh, fully repair that. Now if you go here to the cargo hold, you can get access to these different equipments here, and you can just look through these. And these are basically little two skill, or two turn abilities. You can see tool A as a free action to kill a hostile alien, and then you flip it to B, and then it says as a free action to kill a hostile alien, and then remove from the game. So these are just some other little special abilities that you can grab. You should grab these very early in the game, because it, it's not going to be worth it to uh, get it uh, later on in the game. Now here we've talked already about the jump place. Now let's talk about the teleporter here. And this is an interesting thing because to start, you can use it if you're injured. You can see that. You can uh, use this from any other room in the game. So you don't actually have to be in the room because it has that symbol there. And then you can actually teleport any player uh, maybe used from any location. So that's very, very handy, especially early in the game before it gets destroyed, uh, to move around quickly and get where you need to be. Uh, we talked about the trauma station here. We can go here to the security station to kill an alien in any location. You don't have to be in the same location. So you can have somebody kind of camp some of these different spots uh, early on in the game because it's easier to teleport people and trade cards uh, and kind of effectively work on one part of the game. Now, one cool thing you can do is actually uh, do upgrades or you can research these anomalies. So sometimes you can get these alert cards here that you're going to put down here and these are anomalies. These are going to be very annoying and you can come down here and you can see uh, you can research the anomaly for an action and then for the green science cards. This one for example is move one space for one action instead of two spaces. Uh, so you're going to get several of these coming out but then you can also go over here and research upgrades. So there'll be the stack of these upgrades here, and these are going to cost varying levels of science and an action here. And then you can have up here two installed upgrades. Again, these are good to do earlier in the game. It says reduce any new damage to the shields by 10%, so that's very useful. And this once researched auto surgeon replaces the trauma station over here, and players in the infirmary may heal as a free action, so it no longer costs you an action to heal yourself. So there's a few of these that you can go and plug in and install. Over here we have the torpedo tube. So the first thing to note is you start with five of these installed and you can go down here and manufacture new ones. And as you go up here and spend these to shoot these here, you can see you spend a blue or red and you choose one, uh, you either do not draw an alert this turn or you can blow up a ship that might be floating out here and trying to do damage to you. So when you do that, you'll spend one of the torpedoes and then if you're out of torpedoes though, you gotta make sure that you manufacture them. 
And the last place I want to talk about here is the battle plan space. And the rules mentioned that you should definitely make use of this space, and I will vouch for that. Uh, these battle plans are very, very effective. Some of the character roles will make use of this deck a little bit, uh, and they'll make use of, of the other decks uh, more effectively. But basically what these are are just really great uh, special abilities that you can do here. So this one says, anytime remove up to three hostile aliens from any location anywhere on the ship, this card, this card after has been used. And it's just a ton of these really, really good and effective uh, special abilities. Once you go through this deck, and it's somewhat possible to go through them all, uh, then you're out of them. But definitely you wanna make use of these to just really supercharge uh, actions that you can do that are a lot better than what you can normally do. Uh, but that's the game. You move around, kill aliens, fix stuff, use stuff, uh, blow up alien ships, try to repair each other, use your special abilities, and definitely try to make good use of these, um, the skill deck. And there are some ways that you can kind of force it to sort of recycle through uh, and, and, and do that. Because then, remember, I said there's not that many engineering cards, and those are the ones that you need to uh, make the jump. So kind of managing this deck uh, is a big part to winning the game. Okay, so that is The Captain is Dead. Well, what do I think of it? Well, this one actually kind of took me by surprise. And I gotta be honest, the thing that really sort of intrigued me about the game initially was the art style. I don't know what you call this art style, but it's very stark. Uh, there's a lot of contrast. The colors are very vivid. I really like these little acetate -y looking plastic things here for the uh, the player pawns. Those look really cool. It's kind of like a stylized, it's not really cartoony though. I mean, maybe it has like kind of a 90s feel to it. I'm not really sure how to describe the art, but anyway, that got me sucked into looking at the game. And I looked at it and it's like, you know, it's the last 10 minutes of an action movie, of a sci-fi movie, the captain is dead and you've got to fix everything. I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. Uh, kind of reminds me of Space Cadets or something like that. Uh, so we played it a couple times and uh, one of both times on normal. Um, and I haven't tried it on anything higher than that. Uh, it was close, I will say. Uh, we got down into the, we never got to the red deck. But we did look through some of the red alert cards and it's like, there's no way you would win the game if you ever got to this card. Just because the problems just keep compounding and compounding and getting worse. You know, when a ship shows up the first time, you're like, that's eh, not that big a deal. And then, you know, midway towards the end of the game, you're like, okay, that is going to wreck us. We have to do something about that. Uh, so the problems really escalate. And then, of course, certain systems are offline. You got to go repair that. You're like, I don't want to waste time repairing this. I want to get these cards and collect this so we can do another jump and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so at least on normal, it's it's definitely beatable. I mean, we we never played it and I've played it twice now and it was beatable. Um, it does play up to seven players, which I have not tried, uh, but I think you want to, I think it will scale actually to seven. I played it three and four uh, it does say, I think, two to four, two to seven, something like that. But if you're playing with less than three, it really suggests that you want to have three characters in play. So you could solo it uh, with three characters and you would be okay. And I think it's going to scale, though, because it's like, take a turn, do an alert, take a turn, do an alert. So the action, you know, efficiency, coefficient or whatever, uh, it's going to stay the same. You know, the number of actions versus the number of bad things that happen, it's gonna be relatively the same. It's just that with more players, you're gonna have more variety in terms of what people can do. 
uh, because you know you're locked into maybe the soldier and then the commander and all that stuff. You've only got maybe three, four to choose from. Whereas if you have a little bit more of a plurality of certain types of uh, you know characters, you're going to have a little bit more efficient. So it might just be a little easier, I think, with more players. But I'm not sure. Uh, but it's really fun. It play, takes about an hour once you get the hang of it. It's like let's do this, do do, go go, play these cards, activate the alert. Okay, resolve that real quickly, and just move around the table and keep going. So it's it's hard to say because it's like it's not like super anything new. I mean, it kind of feels like pandemic or you know lots of co-ops. But I think it does what it does effectively. Uh, the theme is cool. I like kind of the multi-staging of things because. Uh, you you have it, it kind of falls back to the pandemic thing where you have like okay now it's like this and now it's like this but it's even worse but I think that's a little bit more prevalent here because you'll have a station that you can use and that makes things super easy especially at the beginning you're like trading skill cards and teleporting and doing all this stuff super easily and then the, you can tell that this alert deck is very much staged to take that away from you <laughs> and so now you're having to move around a little bit more you're having to really plan out your actions and so the kind of the story arc of that really escalates nicely and you might have so okay this thing is online now it's offline now it's completely destroyed so all of that that kind of stuff really fits together and uh, in a very, very simple core though, you know, you either, you're in a spot, you do the action on that spot and you play these different colored cards that you're trying to amass and you're trading cards, you know, similar to like Pandemic and stuff. Um, so it just really, really fits. It has a sort of a, a, a castle defense type of vibe. I mean, most co-ops kind of send the, tend to sit in that, that vein. It's, it's a tower defense or castle defense type of game where you just, you're just managing bad stuff that's coming at you uh, down these lanes uh, in a sense. So it has that. So to me, it kind of sits a little bit more difficult than the, like the uh, castle panic or dead panic and all that, those kind of games. So I think for a family type of situation, those have always seemed to me very good co-op games to play. This, this would be kind of maybe a next step above that in terms of the complexity. Uh, and I think it's, it's definitely a, probably a little bit more, more difficult than those sides, but it, to me it has the right amount of difficulty and it's super easy to adjust the difficulty. And I think there's some variance and stuff too to do that. Or you can sort of, you can not optimally choose your characters as well uh, to increase the difficulty. So it's going to be very sort of flexible in that way. Uh, but at the end of the day, really just the execution on the theme and the artwork and everything really kind of elevates it to me to the point I'm like, hey, yeah, I can recommend this game. Uh, so I would definitely take a look at this if you're looking for kind of another kind of mid-weight, lightweight type of co-op uh, that, that should play up to a decent amount of players. So I would definitely give this one a look. Thanks.